welcome to the Lick My Lit podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Drake, library professional and smut enthusiast. Each episode, we'll have hilarious, provocative discussions about erotic literature, authors, and self-proclaimed sexperts. The goal being to create an open, non-judgmental dialogue surrounding sexuality, fetishes, and romance through the examination of multiple genres of erotica. So, let's slide right in. Hey, liddies. If you're celebrating, happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you indeed. I was trying to find some Star Wars erotica, but I couldn't get a hold of any. I wanted to do another quickie with you. This time, we're going to discuss Wishful Thinking, book one in the Swan Sisters Chronicles by Evangeline Anderson, first published in November 2008. This book is has a really fun premise and goes along really well with our discussion of fairy tales and alternative interpretations of stories that you might be familiar with already, but an interesting and sexy twist. Here is the synopsis. How do you ditch your fairy godmother? Philomena Swan needs to find out and fast. Why? Because Phil and her two sisters are one-eighth fairy. Not enough to give them magical powers, but sufficient to rate them a fairy godmother from hell. So reckless with her wand, they all live in fear of the birthday wishes she grants. All Phil wants is to make a wish so small and insignificant it won't mess up her life. But after a horrible day, she accidentally shouts out a wish to speak her mind. And then finds she can't stop. Between telling everyone exactly what she thinks and trying to deal with her eccentric grandmother who's been brewing botched love potions to catch herself a man, Phil has her hands full. When she starts finding out some startling things about the people in her life, such as how her hot and hunky co-worker and best friend Josh really feels about her, Phil knows she's made a wish that will change her world forever if it doesn't ruin her life first. Dun, dun, dun. I listened to this book like I like to do on Libby, the Libby app, via Harris County Public Library. And the premise is so fun and interesting. And I love the idea of botched wishes the exploration of what you, when it really comes down to it, want to change in your life if given the option. But I do have to say this particular book, although the sex scenes were pretty great. Number one, there were only two of them. (laughs) Number two, there was a lot of repetition and Phil, the main character, is an early 20-something, insecure somewhat judgmental. And honestly, if I had experienced the amount of interesting trauma that she had experienced being a faux fairy folk, I feel like it would have given her slightly more oomph than the character created in this particular book. You really kind of start out with Phil and she is in this terrible relationship. She's put her shitty fiance through law school 
he is now ignoring her and pursuing his law career. They have not had mutually orgasmic sex for over three years. She's only 25. So they got together when she was 20 years old. And although those relationships, as some of you may know, can definitely shape who you are as a young person. I I hate the continued belief that as a woman, you have to look or feel a certain way in order to deserve a better partner. That is not the case. As long as you're a decent person and not being manipulative or violent, please date someone who cares about your pleasure, about your success, and wants to invest in a future with you based on what you love and what you want. As I step off of my soapbox, but if you've ever been involved with an office romance or some unresolved sexual tension, it's pretty hard to ignore. And especially when you find yourself trying on bikinis in front of your, quote, best friend. And then you eventually have a sexual encounter in a dressing room stall. Number one, congratulations. Number two, that man is clearly in love with you. Don't miss the signs, people. He is in love with you if he's watching you try on bikinis. (laughs) You have the traditional plot boy meets girl boy gets girl boy loses girl boy gets girl back so the plot is not particularly complicated she does have phil has two sisters and her grandmother is an adorable quirky lady who's trying her hand in magic and getting into shenanigans that seem pretty hilarious but they take very seriously I honestly would rather read a book about the grandmother. The grandmother seems like way more fun. If you had the ability to wish on your birthday every year, wouldn't you write them down? Or am I just that nerd who would have a list, especially if things were going to go haywire inevitably come up with something either on the spot or the day before or the day of and then they have to appeal to this fairy godmother who thinks they're trash and that's how we get into the multiple versions of shenanigans at first she wishes to speak her mind then everything she thinks comes out of her mouth then we amend the wish and then everything that other people think comes out of their mouth which is pretty hilarious and you learn a lot about her co-workers pretty quickly And then everything is the opposite. So additional shenanigans ensue. But as in most fairy tales, the kiss, wink, breaks the spell. And of course, she and Josh end up together, which you know as soon as you meet him is what's going to happen. And at the end of the day, that's what you want for Phil. Because apparently Josh is super hot and super sweet. And isn't that what we all want in a partner? Speaking of fairy tales, we continue our exploration of these fascinating alternatives to reality 
Coming soon, our discussion of the Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nascosta. This one is pretty funky, y'all. It doesn't really have anything to do with cows. In fact, it has to do with minotaurs. In the meantime, lean into the fantasy and know that I'm madly in love with you. We love our listeners, so don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, you can find us on Patreon at Lick My Lit Podcast. See you there.